So uh, we wanted to have uh, Don in the studio because uh, we have sitting here in between us on the desk in the studio here at WXAN an award. It is the uh, from the 11th annual Christian Christian Literary Awards, and uh, Don's book Oblivion's Reach was a, a reader's choice pick in those awards. So first, let me just say congratulations. Well, it's uh, been a very humbling experience. Let me say that it was. Um, they they had called me the the people at the literary awards and asked. It was entered the year before, and. Um, but they wanted the book back again. And I said, well, yes. And uh, surprise of surprises, uh, it's a national award. And uh, um, it was, it, val- it validates all the, all the hard, hard work, work that, that you did. And uh, it's, it's for, for me personally, it's kind of hard to deal with all of that. But, yeah. Uh, just feel like, my wife and I, uh, we've been married 59 years. Uh, we've been serving in the body of Christ for decades, and uh, it's just what we're called to do, so that's sure. what we do. Well, I can tell you, for uh, when you emailed me about it, I thought, well, that's just wonderful because it's very deserving, in my opinion, not only because the book is a good book, but because I think the hard work that you just referenced a moment ago certainly is a, a genuine hard work that was put in a labor of love if you will and so the listeners out there who are saying okay well that's great we know don just got a national award but you know we didn't hear the first interview what are they talking about here this book is called oblivion's reach and it has been out for how long now uh two years for two years and uh over the course of the last two years uh, when you think about uh, this book and when you think about the next book uh, to come, are you still satisfied with Oblivion's Reach? Oh, yes. Um, it, it's almost a statement of uh, zeroing in on what's happening in our society uh, today. Mm-hmm. And what, what, when I started writing this book, I had no idea of... It, it, to me, I handled it like an assignment from the Lord to, to write this book. Had no idea how it was going to progress and how it was going to turn out. Well, it does turn out that it is a statement, an indictment almost, really, of what's happening not only in the society in America but around the world now uh, with all the evil that is springing up, seems like, everywhere. And... Uh, what Oblivion's Reach does is puts faces and names and events. Uh, it's it's fictional, but um, the outcome of well, it's light against darkness. That's that's the theme of, of the book. Uh, the theme of the second in the series, Oblivion's Storm, uh, springs. Oblivion's Reach takes place in Southern Illinois. The next one, Oblivion Storm, takes place all across America. And, uh, but it's really an indictment against what's happening in our world today. Would you call Oblivion's Reach a fictionalized prediction of the end times? Yes. Um, it is, um, we're, we're bringing up the incidents that's going to take place before the rapture comes. 
and uh, and setting them in Southern Illinois, and 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 starting out setting them in in Southern Illinois, and uh, it we we just need to be aware. Um, if you if you read the Bible, uh, says in uh, Matthew twenty four. Jesus is is talking about his demise, his last days, and he says, um, people ask him, and so he says it's going to be as in the days of Noah. And then if you look in Genesis chapter 6, verse 5, uh, because what, what were the days of Noah? And the Lord saw that the wickedness and depravity of man was great on the earth, and that every intention and thoughts of their hearts were only evil continually. That could be the news headline today, every every, every day, right? Every day. So um, we 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 kind of give life to to these situations, and um, we need today as a society to realize, you know, people. When something happens, nobody, okay, uh, a riot in Minneapolis. Uh, of course. Uh, why did that happen? Okay, there there was a police incident. The guy was wrong in how he handled the, the situation. But why did we have all the riots and everything? Well, it's an expression of the dark forces that are all around us taking over the lives of men and women and pushing them to do things that they might never have thought of doing, but the evil soul overcomes them that they end up doing that. Just like in Ferguson, Missouri, back in 2014, uh, police, uh, there was a police incident, and you can argue about whether the officer handled it right or not, but all of a sudden, people from all over the United States, who it turns out were paid, to come to Ferguson, Missouri, and almost completely destroyed the city. So we we need to make ourselves aware that people will do things when they aren't when when they don't keep their eyes on the straight and narrow, and accept that uh, the Bible is real and true, and uh, they they lose their they, they they lose their way and just allow whatever to enter their lives and that ends up being evil expressions and and sort of those pictures are painted in oblivion's reach in a fictionalized story set here in uh, southern illinois and i am um, sitting here listening to you respond to the question and it uh, brought to my thought process this question is oblivion's reach a book that somebody who isn't familiar with the Bible could read and get something from. Oh, a- absolutely. It's um, Oblivion's Reach and, and the second book, Oblivion's Storm, is not a relig- religious quote-unquote book. Mm-hmm. Um, it does... A religious person would obviously see the themes, but someone completely unfamiliar with... They would be drawn into the story. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, one of the interesting things about the book is the story itself. Um, I've had people um, who have read the book say, well, once I picked it up and started reading it, 
I couldn't put it down. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of mysteries through, scattered throughout Oblivion's Reach that um, will draw people to, <laughs> to, to the next page, to, see, to the next chapter, to see, to see what's going to happen. Had you, had you always thought of yourself as someday I'm going to write a book? Uh, no. <laughs> I, um, in my career... Uh, Which your career was what? Um, well, I, I worked at Southern Illinois University for several years. Um, and, and while I was there, uh, a couple of the positions I had, I did a lot of writing. I wrote budget requests, uh-huh. <laughs> and, which is an art. And it, I, was always 100, I was 100% on every budget request that got turned in. So I, I'm very comfortable writing, okay? And then, um, but of course, my, my career uh, finally got to where God wanted me and prepared me for. Uh, I was in nursing home management. I was in uh, trucking management, um, uh, in, in accounting. You were uh, in Christian television for a period of time, and, right? And then, and then once, I guess, God had me prepared to step into that arena. I was in Christian broadcasting for 25 years. A couple of years in radio and then the balance in, in Christian television. What stations? Um, well, of course, here in Southern Illinois, uh, WTCT over at Marion, uh, Tri-State Christian TV um, was uh, is a very large broadcasting entity in America today. Uh, whenever I was with them, uh, we had uh, 13, 14, 15 stations, and uh, talking to some people from uh, WTCT recently, they have 38 stations now scattered oh, really? up from coast to coast. And, of course, the, the landscape is totally different uh, because of the Internet and the ability electronically to, to do things. But um, they, 24 hours a day, just like WXAN, 24 mm-hmm. hours a day, telling the world about Jesus. Yeah. And he is the only way, and we need to get on our knees before him and accept uh, Jesus as our Savior so that we can step into an eternal relationship um, in heaven, as opposed to what's pointed out continually in Oblivion's Reach and Oblivion's Storm. Um, God cast Lucifer and one-third of the angels out of heaven. It was Lucifer's pride that he wanted to take over, and God realized that and cast him out, and Lucifer had one-third of the angels that were there on his side and they were all cast out of heaven and they exist now uh their uh time is limited only god knows whenever he's going to say that's it and um if you look at today's world uh we could be really getting close to that that final that that final trumpet sound and uh, but those people who are following after Satan, who live in darkness, are going to be cast into the abyss, and uh, will spend eternity there. And is your second book just a? As you talk about that timeline and about the return of Christ and and what happens, uh, Oblivion's Reach, the book that you've won this Christian Literary Award for. Is it sort of bring you up to a point in what you just talked about, and then Oblivion Storm takes you 
the rest of the way in a biblical chronological sense? Um, in a worldwide sense, yes. Okay. Um, Oblivion Storm, it, it's kind of interesting because it was like Oblivion's Reach. Whenever I started writing Oblivion Storm, I had no idea of how it was all going to transpire. Mm -hmm. It's kind of an interesting process just sitting down and let your fingers do the walking on the on the keyboard. Well, I'd have to think that it's a faith <laughs> process. My gosh. Well, you know, it's it's like, okay, you call me to do this. Now you 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 show me the way. I mean, yeah. writing is more frustrating than golf. <laughs> I mean, it's talk about uh, it just takes a certain person to be able to do that and then of course i think your background certainly helps you but um you know my my wife is a writer in her own regard and i know that she has great trepidation at times over you know the quality of the work and then the editing process can oh, yeah. be um difficult and i assume you told before the uh, interview started today that the uh the second of the two books oblivion storm is currently in that editing uh, process yeah. now yes yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, the <clears throat> exciting thing right now for me for Oblivion Storm is there, there's going to be a third book. And uh, you've in, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, how can I get to the end of this book and set up for the jump to the next book? Right. And I thought, well, you know, maybe the last two chapters, some things will happen. And But as I finished my third edit last week, uh, I, I realized that the Lord had started setting up five chapters before the end of the book. And whenever you look at it closely, you can begin to see that he is pointing toward expanding everything into the rest of the world mm. and the book ends with well we can't tell how the book ends uh, well, can well, we well, well no okay <laughs> the, the the end of uh, the end of that story has jones o'brien and his the main character and, and and his team in Lyon, france invited by interpol to be there so things are are moving across the waters uh, you can find out all about the uh, book oblivion's reach at uh, don gladden's website don gladden author.com that's don gladden author.com the book is oblivion's reach it was recently awarded a christian literary award uh, the reader's choice in the christian science fiction division and uh, we're very proud of Don for his work, happy that he's uh, joined us a few times over the years to talk about the book and uh, promote the book, and we're happy to promote it again today. Again, it's called Oblivion's Reach, and the second book, which sometime out maybe next year, you think, mm -hmm. yep. uh, is called uh, Oblivion's Storm. Don, anything else you want to mention about uh, the book today before we let you go? Well, it's... Um it 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 has been enjoyable is enjoyable doing what god's called you to do it's whenever you know what you should be doing and you don't do it that creates a little problems uh, uh, problems in in um in that let me read if i could yes please uh, my favorite part of oblivion's reach i'm ready okay 
so set this up for us. Okay. Um, we are. Um, okay. We we've just had a big battle at Bald Knob Cross at Easter time, and the plan of darkness had been to a, a, a spiritual battle of sorts, or a a, a battle okay. between. Okay. No. It, it's a, it's a spiritual. Okay. It's a battle that takes place in a in another dimension. I see. Okay. Because that's where evil is. It's all around us in another dimension that we can't see. And uh, there is, uh, darkness has decided that they needed to uh, uh, destroy that celebration of Easter. And um, it has become, and, and the idea then is to, they want to attract warring angels there so they can ambush them at Little Grand Canyon. So the, the battle has taken place. Uh, warring angels have got uh, this, this little old lady um, who lives close to Ballknop Cross uh, was walking up for the service, and she, she's old, and, but she's walking. If you've ever been up there, you know how steep that grade is. Yes, up there. So very. she's walking up there, and she realizes she, she prays to the Lord and says, Lord, I just need help getting up to this service. Well, we as free will people, that's how we're, we're designed. We, we have free will, so we make choices all the time. She chose to ask for help, and that's what we have to do as individuals, realize that angelic beings are all around us and ready to help us in whatever endeavor we're in, but we have to ask for it. That is our choice to ask. She asked for help for 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 to to get up have enough energy to get to up to get the up hill. to the yeah so so her call for help alerted an angel who uh, came to her rescue to came to help her and realized that he saw all the dark angels the fallen angels scattered all around so he put out the alert so uh, Arrow who is one of the chief warriors in the book. Uh, uh, angelic warriors uh, comes to the rescue and they um, see that that attack doesn't happen and they the fallen angels then retreat to Little Grand Canyon uh, to try and sucker them in to another battle that they're not prepared for and so that that has transpired okay and that's where we pick up and, this and, passage and that's and that's where we pick up because the uh, angelic warriors realize that a trap has been set for them and they need more help okay suddenly the sound of a shofar filled the air it was an unwelcome sign to all the fallen angels who immediately felt the strength and power of michael who had come to arrow's aid with dread warriors by his side the light from the very throne room of God preceded Michael's arrival and brought confusion into the fallen angel's ranks. Lightning streaming from his hands like no other before him, Michael tore into the center guard of the fallen, separating them from one another, which meant certain death. The dread warriors, seasoned since the dawn of time, ripped into the fallen angels with all their might, taking them apart one at a time. Thousands of the fallen angels died that day, all because of a prayer lifted to the heavens by an elderly lady 
willing to walk further than her body could take her. The power of prayer had overcome evil. Humanity was the winner. And uh, that's... Well, it's a great passage and a great setting that uh, I think people can really illustrate in their own mind's eye. Uh, Don Gladden, you can find out more at dongladdenauthor.com. The book is Oblivion's Reach. It recently won the Reader's Choice Award at the 11th Annual Christian Literary Awards in the Christian Science Fiction Division. It's a national award, and Don, I'm uh, thankful for you coming up to the studio today, and congratulations on this win. Thank you.